You are Locked on Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked on Rays on the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked on Rays on Himalaya, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, it is a Monday, and since we are in spring training season, we figured we will, at least for the time being, continue our recurring Monday segment of what have we learned from the weekend. Now, it could be some things on the field related, off the field, kind of a whole smorgasbord, if you will, of of things in baseball and Rays news. And with that, I will let you take it away. Well, I, I keep learning that losing and winning in spring training remains unimportant to me. Yes. Uh, I would love seeing a 15-2 to two victory against any team in the regular season. Those are usually the ones where you could see some position player out there uh, pitching, and you know how I, I'm a sucker for that. Uh, but, you know, and a 12-0 to zero defeat uh, in the regular season would mean that I would be talking about that endlessly uh, mm-hmm. for the, the whole week. Uh, those two things happened uh, this week, and... Um, these 39 seconds that uh, I'm talking about it is the most I'll give them. Yeah. I don't care. You, and you shouldn't care because, again, players are working on things. They're, they're working on their own. They're, they're trying to get back in the groove. Second of all, we're not talking about major league teams going head-to-head against major league teams. We've got single-A players, double-A players, triple-A right. players, MLB players all playing together. It's not going to be now that Orioles score 15 2 I could definitely see that happening in the regular season. <laughs> right. I don't know how many times the Rays would be shut out 12 zero by the Atlanta Braves. I guess it is possible at some point, but yes, that is as much. Don't take any credence into spring training records or anything like that. Just honest. My advice is just watch the players, watch yeah. the players and, and, and see how they're performing and see what they need to work on and go from there. And, and, don't even look at it's exhibition for a reason, and we can leave it at that. Yes, my second point, which is obviously going to contradict the first one, mm-hmm. um, is that I'm a Jose Alvarado fan, and uh, he struck out the side. Yes, the results don't matter uh, right now, and they're meaningless. But I think it's good for his psyche to not to not only feel good on the mound, but see immediate results. See the strikeouts are coming. See that his movements on his pitches are actually giving the, the batters, even if they're single A or double A, uh, something to worry about. I think mm. that would be really good for his psyche to not only feel good uh, to be back on the mound, but also see the results. And he's just got too much potential to, to not be a fan. And I really do think that this is going to be a great 2020 season for him. The big thing for him is just finding the strike zone. If yeah. he can find the strike zone, that is, that is the battle right there. I mean, I think he's had trouble finding the strike zone in live batting practice sessions. I mean, it's, right. it's and then you put it in game action and see how he does. And I think in that uh, he what hit the first batter, then struck yep. out the side. I think or got the side out. It was two and two hits him, and then struck uh, struck out the side. So it, it, it's good that he can recover from that standpoint, yes. and he doesn't melt down where he hits that one batter, and then from there he's not throwing another strike the rest of of the right. inning or the outing. 
Um, and I think he was working on like three different pitches too, which is a really good sign. Uh, yes. I think a, a sinker, a cutter, and maybe a curveball. So that would just make it even <laughs> even he, nastier. He's the type of guy that. Even with that sinker, like he could just throw that pitch he all just, the time yeah. and he would be fine with it. Exactly. And you add a couple more pitches to the repertoire Ooh. and they don't have to be great either. They could be really average. Yeah. It's just to take something, give, give batters give a different the, look. Yeah. And whew, if He's, again, it, um, again, exactly. If it if all comes the zone. Yes. If yeah. it all comes together. And so I liked seeing that this weekend, the fact that he got some good results. And lastly, there is no universe where spring training doesn't come with the injury scares. Mm-hmm. And uh, should we be uh, <laughs> scared about the cortisone uh, shot to the outside left elbow of Blake Snell? Because he won't be making his next start. Uh, yes. All the quotes are, you know, wishy-washy. And uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you? Very good question. I would say... I'm going to say a three. Okay. I'm not overly concerned. Okay. Take, okay. Please explain your three because I'm definitely not at a three right now. Oh, you're much higher. I get the impression. Uh, Yes. Your, your blood is (laughs) boiling. You are, I mean, simmer down, buddy. Yeah. So, so bring me back, bring me back. I'm like at a six right now. Okay. I think it's because one, the minute he felt that soreness, he told the medical staff he told the coaching staff i have a problem instead of lettering letting it linger on i think that's the big thing so they're able to get it under control now as opposed to say a month into the regular season he gets started and he's been dealing uh, you know my elbow is not feeling great but i'm just gonna try to try to play tough man and try to duke it out and get through it and then it matriculates into a much much worse problem so i'm glad he he's dealing with it now in getting ahead of the situation, if that means just missing one or fir- or two starts uh, in March or April, I'm fine with that if he can pitch the regular season. And they right. say that the MRI, the MRI came back well and everything like that. So I think it's just, again, he, he dealt with, he had that surgery in July and he said he felt soreness in September. And I think he, honestly, he probably shouldn't have come back last season. He probably should have just let it ride and healed and rested yeah. and everything like that. But, Hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, yeah. I mean, back then you, we were all saying, "Look, if you can just provide two innings, if you can just provide it, uh, three innings, you know, that would be great." Oh, maybe he can. They can work him up to five innings. But yeah, now that it's a new calendar season, and we know that we didn't really uh, see what was going to happen, which was see the Rays go to the World Series and, and possibly win it. Yeah, mm-hmm. now we are saying, yeah, well, maybe he should have taken it off. I'm also taking comfort in the fact that he seems to be taking better care of himself, too, as far as not staying up late as much. He's got a live-in dietitian. He came to workouts early, a month before the season started. He didn't so he actually – he didn't even uh, throw this yeah. whole time when he, when he was in the offseason. He didn't even throw anything. Yeah. It was completely shutdown mode and – which was maybe helpful for him to, to kind of rest mm-hmm. uh, and, and get back to his thing. I don't know. Um, that's nice of you to say, but it's just, you know, a cortisone shot, elbow. It, it doesn't seem like it's always good. You don't start a good, new, uh, a good spring training with, with the news of, hey, I got a cortisone shot. That's true. That is true. And what this could mean is that Brendan McKay – 
is on the opening day roster. Bing, 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 bing. Hence your prop bet is there's <laughs> one know. lost prop bet for you. I will yeah. say though, if if you don't have if Blake Snell misses a large portion of the the season for whatever reason, if this turns out to be a bigger deal than it really is, and than what people are saying. I mean, he could be the difference between getting a wild card spot and not a wild card spot. Yeah. Now I'm I feel like I've got to be I, I'm almost to the point now where I, I almost want to refuse to acknowledge or make fun of another team getting injuries like the Yankees <laughs> with Luis Severino, Giancarlo right. Stanton. It Aaron just comes Judge, back to haunt us. Yeah. And James it, it always comes back to you. Karma. Karma yeah. man. All right. Well, look at you. Blake Snell. Hey, who's next? Tyler Glass. Exactly. Nope. I, <laughs> Don't want to want to try. Don't even finish yes. that sentence. Yeah. Want to shed as little light as I can, even Cut though tomorrow to break. <laughs> we probably will be answering a question on Twitter from one of our listeners about how the impact of those Yankees injuries, how impactful are they really to the ALE standings and whatnot. That might be a conversation to, yeah. to tomorrow. But okay, so you're at a six. I'm at a three for Blake Snell. You you've 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 now took me down to a five. Okay. Okay. I like it. We'll leave it Up at that. A little. Hey. That's a good time to take a break. Blake Snell, (laughs) heal yourself, get back healthy, and we'll go from there. All right, Ulysses, we got to what you learned from the weekend. What I learned from the weekend, a couple things. One, I learned your boy, Mike Zanino, still has his power stroke. (laughs) I knew you were going to say something. I knew it. Two-two count, ball down and in, and he absolutely crushes it. That That was the loudest hit ball of the day, I think, against the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. For what it's worth, he is batting 300 in spring training. In his 10 at bats, though, that's that. That's a hefty. Uh, <laughs> that's a hefty K rate. Here, here uh, let me let but, me throw this know. out. Will he hit over the Mendoza line this season? No. Okay, I'm gonna say no. he is. I'm wow, say really? Is. You're gonna see a 35 point jump in Mike Zunino. I am. Uh, I think that the Rays wouldn't have given him a four and a half million dollar deal, plus another option attached to it. And I, I think know. that again, I I don't know if I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I must be drinking the Kool Aid because I am <laughs> believing the fact that everybody was saying how much he spent. He had to get acclimated with the pitching staff. He sat in on every BP session. He had to learn all the the repertoires and and the wording of, and everything. One of the first articles that came out last year around this time was that Mike Zunino cared so much about his catching skills and his ability to talk to the pitching staff and get to know them was that he was uh, taking out his time for batting practice Mm -hmm. and putting that time with the pitchers like he wasn't even doing um, his normal uh, training uh, on the batting uh, side of his game yes and that was the kind of a red flag, and when when I saw that, I was like, oh well. I mean, and, mm-hmm. and that happened, and you saw what happened throughout the season. Yes. Not actually pointing out to that, but maybe that's what actually what happened. I mean, he really cared so much about the defensive side of his game that, you know, he kind of put the other side of the of the ball by the wayside. He just threw that away, and so maybe this season it'll be easier for him to take that time. And get a little bit more mm-hmm. offensive at the plate. I, and apparently, now, he's got a new stance. And I know that's every player said, "Hey, yeah. I did a bunch of stuff in the off season," but he says that he shortened his swing a little bit. He's worked on his lower half and his body position and all those sorts of things. All I know is that when he puts bat to barrel, 
it goes a long way. And I think having a full off season where, okay, he's comfortable working with the pitchers. Now he could have focused on truly focused on hitting this yeah. off season, or maybe it's just the sunglasses. Maybe he just <laughs> has to wear sunglasses for every game. I think that yeah. might be another approach too. Also, Follow up to that prop bet I have on Mike Zanino. I do think he will bat above the Mendoza line. Also, I think the backup catcher is going to be Kevin Smith. I don't disagree a lot with that second take. Uh, Kevin Smith is hitting, man. and and uh, he He's a veteran, and he's, he's learning some things from Zanino. Exactly. Apparently, he's worked with Z uh, in the offseason when they, when they signed yeah. him to talk to him and, and throughout spring training. And that the Rays actually told him, hey, you're not as bad as people are making you out to be. Mm -hmm. You do this, this, and this very well behind the plate. If you just did X, Y, and Z, you could really become a double threat. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know I've, I've, I've always been behind Michael Perez because I, I think that it would be nice to see some young kid, uh, mm -hmm. you know, be the, the starting uh, – in the, in the starting lineup and, and be a catcher that could actually potentially hit very yes. well. And, but, uh, Kevon Smith, Kevon, can, can, can we call him Kevon, by the way? I think that'd be much better. It I definitely has more Kevon. of a ring to it. I like yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, maybe he wins that spot, man. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's one of the more, I guess, least interesting battles of spring training, <laughs> but for me, I kind of find it interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Just the backup catcher, who that's going to be. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's going to be Chris Herman. I, you can no. kind of knock him off the radar. Uh, he'll be in Durham. Uh, secondly, did you hear or read the background of Ryan Sheriff? I heard about it, uh, the, the big headlines. Yeah. Not the actual nitty-gritty. So you can I just became, let me if, know. If there's one player to root for this spring training in this season, it's little-known Ryan Sheriff. Honestly, I had no idea who he really was before the Rays signed him. Right. He got in a cup of coffee with the Cardinals, played 10 seasons in the minor leagues, just kind of mm -hmm. toiled around there. And the Rays signed him with a spring training invite. And from what I understand, he's doing pretty well in spring training this year. But his backstory is what is really interesting. And um, I kind of am kicking myself because uh, when we went to FanFest, I think I saw Ryan Sheriff we did. walking with Amelia Pagan. And you mentioned, hey, that's Ryan Sheriff. The, his last name was on the back of his jersey, and he's he's walking by us. And I was like, uh, who cares? It's Ryan Sheriff. And, and, uh, no, no name relief pitcher. But now, after hearing about his backstory, courtesy of Mark Topkin at the Tampa Bay Times, I just became a big fan, and I'm rooting for him to be successful. Uh, he's kind of a sinker ball, ground ball pitcher, so he might have a role for the Rays yeah. at some point. They, Lefty, again, right? Yeah, they, they find ways to maximize talent out of guys. Um, there is so He's got – talk about overcoming obstacles and adversity. This guy is he, – he, he should have his own biography. As even, just, even though he's had only a cup of coffee in the big leagues, he is the type of guy that has a very interesting background and story. One, he grew up in a gang-ridden neighborhood where he literally saw guys executed – like, he'd look out his Whoa. window and see that. Gang-ridden neighborhood in L.A. Grew up with an abusive father who had also substance abuse issues and died when Ryan was 21 years old. So think Whoa. about the toll that takes on you yeah. when you're just getting into the minor leagues. And he thought about quitting baseball at that point. 
not to mention he was like uh, a 30th round draft pick 20 somewhere between like 28 and 30 seconds so he got like no signing bonus money he wasn't a big name prospect or anything like that um he found out his maternal grandparents were holocaust survivors because he looked at his grandmother's arm and saw the number the identification number stitch in so talk about like a massive like mind f right there finding that out like what is wait what that's crazy dude um um, there's more yeah there's more he (laughs) he still lives with his mother because in minor in the in minor leagues you make like no money so he's and and there was a story about when he was in uh spring training i think in 2017 with the cardinals he would walk a mile from his place to the complex because he didn't have a car he couldn't afford a car and he didn't even have a bicycle so apparently adam wainwright bought him a car to get wow. back and forth and apparently he just sold that car so he could make ends meet like he still lives with his parents he's living with a host family now in venice to get through spring training oh and he also had tommy john surgery and has been coming back from that well, uh, I, I, I bet that that's just like scraping the surface. Yeah, there's probably uh, more to it. Yeah, and and but yeah, you've definitely uh, signed me up to be a fan uh, of Sheriff. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. I hope and, he makes it, man. Yeah, I hope he really does. And that's the other thing. That's it's so important to tell these stories too. Yes, so because it's more than you just, get lost oh, in that. Oh man, he walks. Oh whatever. He oh, he sucks. Makes money. Yeah. Like no man, these yeah. guys. It 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 takes a while. For them mm-hmm. to be okay, you know, I actually saw this um, podcast um, with Cesar Sabathia in it, um, and he was mentioning how it's fun. Spring training only becomes fun when you don't have to look behind you and, and say that, oh, maybe this guy can take my my spot. Mm-hmm. That's when spring training is fun. Spring training isn't fun when you've got ten guys right in the clubhouse that are aiming for your spot. That's not fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's the kind of situation also that Ryan Sheriff and a lot of guys um, in that race clubhouse, uh, they're going for just one spot. A lot of, a lot of places in that roster have already been decided yeah. way before February 12th when they reported. Mm-hmm. There's only like two or three spots there for the taking. And there are, what, 60-something players in camp? Yeah, obviously, a lot of them are in the hierarchy ladder way below in the totem pole. But there are a good 15 guys going for there's a lot of guys. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Um, Thirdly, and this isn't necessarily I mean, it's sort of race related. I found out that there still hasn't been a decision yet on the Red Sox, what their penalties are. And sanctions will be from Rob Manfred. Do you think that we're there? Do you think that they are just playing the long game so we just forget? I think honestly, that's what it looks like. Like, hey, we're enjoy spring training, then then opening days. Hey, we're in baseball season. Wait, oh, Red Sox. Uh, we don't really. Hey, it's not a thing anymore. Let's let's. Hey. <laughs> it's here, not a here, thing anymore. Let me let me mention uh, this. Okay, apparently. According to some of the national MLB reporters, there have been some new developments in the case, which right. has delayed the process. Secondly, we know about the pushback that MLB got for the slap on the wrist penalty penalties against the Astros. Mm-hmm. So maybe that means a little bit of a harsher penalty 
for the Red Sox. Not harsher than the Astros, but harsher than it would have been before they got the PR bash lack for the Astros. Now, do you think, first of all, honestly, here's is, is, it, I, is this going to happen before opening day? They say it's not going to happen this week, but it should happen with an opening day. All, okay. All joking aside, that's when it should happen. Okay. Um, I should. How about this? Shouldn't the Astros, what they were penalized, wouldn't that have been, I guess, relatively fair for the Red Sox? And then you hit the Astros significantly harder. Yeah, I mean, you have to think- vacate the title for the Astros. Um, that that's a given. And by va- va- vacating the title, I don't mean handing it to the Yankees or the Dodgers. Nobody gets it. Just like in '94, nobody won because there was a strike. That's what happens. Yeah. Nobody wins it. And 2018, if it's found out that the Red Sox actually cheated on their way to the postseason as well, yeah, vacate it. And so, like a hundred years from now, we will know what happened. People, people will. Oh, what, what happened? Why wasn't there a winner in 2017 and 2018? Yes, the it's part the of the Scarlet, story. The Scarlet Letter is is definitely something. That's very powerful, and all of these guys are going to have to wear that for the rest of their careers. That we know. That we know. The problem is is that the game is way bigger than these 25 or 50 players that were involved in this scheme. Mm -hmm. Okay, It's way bigger. The the game will survive this. Okay, So what you want is that people will remember this so that they don't do it. You know? Um, Now, if it happens before opening day, I don't know. Oh, was that a fantasy baseball little notification we just got? I think it was, yeah. Look at that. We were busy this weekend. We were. You were busy. Oh, well, whatever. You had a fantasy draft. I didn't do anything with it. We are co-managing a team in a podcast-only league, and uh, we had yeah. we had some false starts to start, but... <laughs> we'll make it happen. I think we ended up having a decent team. But speaking of that... I think oh, yeah. we're going to have our own fantasy baseball league, a locked yeah, on Rays fantasy baseball league. So if you're interested, right, DM us on Twitter at yes. locked on Rays or send us an email locked on Rays at gmail.com. Uh, we don't know how big of a league it's going to be. Could be 10 team, 12 team, 14 team, depending on the interest. But if you want to guarantee your spot, DM us, yes. reach out to us. I think I'll, I'll end this, you know, uh, this real quick. Red Sox nation is saying, Hey, this is taking so long because they have nothing. They're just trying to find something. Oh, my gosh. That almost sounds worse than what Astros fans are saying. Yeah, I know. So whatever they find, that's what the, the, the nation is going to be saying, you know? They, they, just, they just lied. You know? And Red Sox Nation is the worst. With that, <laughs> that'll do it for today's show. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at LockedOnRays. You can also email us at LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Again, I'm Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on the podcasting app Himalaya, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Raves.